Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Live Dharma Sunday. If you have called in to listen to this morning's broadcast, please note that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you are joining us from either the Bright Dawn Ning site or the Blog Talk Radio site, please note that it is not necessary to call in. If you are experiencing loss of audio or the Blog Talk Radio player is not working properly, please refresh your page and hit the play button once more. It may take a few moments for your browser to complete the buffering process. Once again, welcome to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the broadcast. And welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for March 11th, 2018. Koyo here. So very, very glad you joined us. I'm sure in different parts of the country, the weather is <sighs> ranges from spring-like weather, and yet I'm sure some places still have snow on the ground. Uh, <clears throat> I remember when we lived in the Midwest, in Chicago, we used to say, uh, you know, we get uh, maybe a 40-degree difference day to day. It could be possible. It could be 70 in, in the day. It could be pretty. And then I remember one time I was messaging in this uh to a uh, telephone person, straighter from some kind of a internet call or something, and and I mentioned it, and she says, "Yeah, we're in the Northeast, and we get all four seasons in one day." <laughs> so that was—it's nice to joke about the weather. Well, I'd like to tell you about how was this morning. Just so, just a few hours ago, I was lying in bed and. I was thinking, gee, what should I say for opening remarks? And, and I thought of an incident that happened just a few days ago. I was in my garden, vegetable garden, and I had just gone down there and I was had a list of things to do in my head. And... Um, and as I walked to this certain area where um, I have a lot of uh, what uh, hardware cloth. Um, I don't know why it's called cloth because it's wire fencing. Is what it is. The mesh is uh, maybe about an inch wide mesh. You know, and we call it hardware cloth. And um, <clears throat> As I approached that area, I heard 
a little noise and, a, and some movement in the corner of my eye. So I looked closer, and there was a lizard uh, stuck in the fence in this hardware cloth. You know, he tries to squeeze this <laughs> half-inch-by-half-inch mesh net, and I guess his legs are such that he gets his head in, and then he could squeeze his legs in because of the angle is sort of backwards, moved, you know, so he could squeeze it in as he goes forward. And then he's stuck because then his other rear legs are bigger and he, they can't get through and he can't back up, you know, because his front legs would be there. So uh, I said, oh, and then I was going about my tasks. You know, when you, when you go in there, start a work, start to work in the garden, you have a mental list of things to do. And these are the things that I have my list to do. And, but I was working, so maybe about five minutes went by. And then I said, gee, I, I ought to uh, free that lizard. And so I got, uh, you need a special kind of a uh, snips. And I went and I picked up the hardware cloth fencing so that I could get it. I don't have to bend down close to the ground. And I picked, and then I start to cut. And I was, I was able to see the bottom of the lizard. It was a bright, brilliant blue color. And I carefully cut it so that I didn't get in body. I cut it and then he dropped free and he took off. I, I didn't give it any more thought. But this morning, as I said, I was lying in bed thinking, so, well, you know, I know that so I'm thinking about the lizard incident, freeing the lizard. And I said to myself, you know, probably some years earlier, I would not have taking the trouble to free him up. Not that it takes such a trouble to free him up, but me really, in terms of my mental list of tasks to do, you know, uh, this is something completely altruistic, <laughs> you know, uh, rather than my own agenda. And it's a surprise. Oh, you notice it? Uh, and of course, I felt good about it. Once you, when you do something like that, you, you feel good about it. And I felt even better about it thinking about it. And I, I didn't pat myself on the back too much. I mean, I just felt, you know, sort of more communing with nature, with the universe. And uh, I said, well, well, but what's the big deal about this? I Probably a lot of people would do that, and they wouldn't give it a second thought and everything. Why am I putting the focus on this? I said, well, for one thing, I know that I, I wouldn't have done it probably. Uh, if, if, you, if you work in nature, if you work in a garden, or, or if you're a farmer, these things are common. You know, I remember my grandfather, he had a farm in Fuller grapes for raisins. I mean, he was a farmer. He was his life. He's out there every day. And I remember 
as a spirit visiting, and he found a nest of baby gophers. He said, oh, and he had a shovel, and bomb, 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 bomb. He just killed all those baby gophers. So I was kind of shocked, but when you think about it, you know, they're going to, they're pests that will get his crops. Uh, but anyway, I was thinking, gee. And then, because I've been thinking about a certain topic for a while now. And it's it's been in the, uh, in the media, uh, different authors about how plants communicate and and how the interdependency of the whole world, the whole earth is a living organism and, uh, you know, everything is karmically connected. Sometimes we don't see it because our time frames are different and so forth, but so somehow this, this is a little bit of anthropomorphizing, which is to give inanimate objects feelings and thoughts. And you know you, they don't really have it, okay? although some might argue they do, even plants. Uh, but being a scientific era, you might call it, education and everything, you know, we would call this sort of like a projection maybe or some other kind of a word where we project our own feelings out into the world. And maybe we talk to trees or we talk to inanimate objects or we talk to, I talk to a Mr. Peacock every morning, <laughs> go out there and say, hey, Mr. P, how you doing? You know, and I know uh, he doesn't understand me in the way that I would, you know, understand regular talk. I'm sure he experiences the voice, the physical sound, the contact, and the, you know, he knows me. Uh, he recognizes me. I know that because otherwise he, he you know, he doesn't uh, run away like he would before. And if it's a stranger that came around, I'm sure he, you know, he recognizes the familiarity that of my being around and I didn't bother him and so forth. Okay. So I'm talking, I'm, I'm having a relationship in communication with nature. Okay. That's my point. Um, even though I know that personalized or anthropomorphized or, you know, inanimate objects and things, uh, well, living things too, other animals and uh, plants and so forth, living things, but not humans, okay? But somehow there's an intimacy when you do have a feeling of communication or a relationship, you know. So I imagine that that lizard feels so good. Say, oh, I'm free. Hey, thank you, man. Okay. I know it's not there, but, you know, this is projection. This is. And, and I had a flash. This is my the whole point of my sharing this is that because I engaged and 
freed this lizard, I was, in order to have that interaction, I had to lift the hardware cloth up and I was able to see his Normally, you wouldn't see a lizard's you know, right? I mean, he's, <laughs> if he's running around, you just see him on the ground. But I, I saw the belly, and it was, like I said, a brilliant blue. So I took this as a situation, the lizard saying thank you. Hey, take a look at this, man. <laughs> you know, it's a, sort of a gift to me. You take time to trouble to free me up. Hey, look at this. I bet you never seen a blue like this, man. <laughs> it's a treat for you. Okay. I, this is all ridiculous. Okay. But it's my feeling. Okay. And I wouldn't occur unless I was thinking about it in the morning lying around. Saying, Gee, what about this experience with the lizard? I said, okay, how do you make this into a teaching? I said, uh, if you take the time to look around and observe, all kind of things are out there. And not just looking around, because if I if I had looked at that lizard stuck in there, I, I had at that image I didn't see the belly. So I had to get engaged. So you have to get not just observe you know, past observing, you have to get engaged and start doing something about that. And because of that doing, well, I had picked up the hardware cloth and it had exposed the lizard's belly. And then I had a new experience. So if we take the time, something beyond our own mental list of things to do, our own business, our own Self-interest, self-centeredness, okay? not selfishness or egotism exactly. Well, kind of like egotism. It's my list and they said the things I want to do and I'm busy. And there's a sort of a little stress level there, right? You say, hey, hey, you're busy, busy. And busy to be concerned or getting involved in something that's not on this list of things to do. Okay. But... <clears throat> Notice this lizard's caught. So, so you free him up. And because you got engaged, involved in doing something that the life is, events have just put in your, <laughs> in front of you, okay, you got, you experienced something that you would not have experienced if you were just looking around or, and you did not get involved and engaged. But because I did, I saw this brilliant blue belly. Then I said, <laughs> wow. Uh, so that's a teaching. And then I would, and also it would lead to all kinds of things just, be, just because of that particular incident. Then I start wondering, what kind of lizard is that anyway? And maybe I want to learn more about lizards, you know, things in my environment here, as well as moss and lichen, the types of birds and life and you know nature things and I'm going to go online and see if I could get a little bit of information about the lizard uh, population in the Sierra Nevada foothills or something like this I'm sure there be books on it you know and whatnot. and uh, 
Anyway, I hope I didn't rattle too long. I want to introduce today's guest. Give us the Dharma glimpse. And Chakru Sayo. He was part of our three people. Southern California. Near um, Lake Head, which is near San Bernardino area, northeast of Los Angeles. So let's hear from Sayo. Surprise! Here I am once again to offer a quick Dharma glimpse, a little nugget. And I was thinking about surprises themselves. And I was thinking about how life is really full of surprises. Maybe not every day, but every now and then we get a curveball thrown at us. Uh, I was thinking about a recent trip I took where I you know, took the car to get an oil change. And surprise, 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 I needed a new fan belt. And the mechanic assured me that if I hadn't, you know, gotten the new belt, my trip uh, would probably have been cut short uh, on the side of the road. And at first, I kind of had a moment of panic. And I was very upset because this is a trip that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. But then I started hearing a mantra play out in my mind. And... I suddenly had a moment of calm, realizing, look, there's really nothing I can do about it. Obviously, this has to happen. If not, I won't be able to drive uh, the car, or I could be in an accident, or I could be stuck on the side of the road. And I said, well, you know, we have to do it. Uh, It's going to be a little bit more money than I had expected. But later on, I I felt like I handled that very well. I, I took that surprise and used it as a way to practice the Dharma, or or rather see how the Dharma affected that moment, that surprise. Because again, some things will just happen, and they're inevitable. Uh, We get a phone call in the middle of the night, you know, perhaps one of our parents is ill, and it's a shock to us, but again, we have to sort of compose ourselves and figure, well, what can I do? You know, where do I go from here in, in a calm manner? And we're not always calm, and I'm by... No means saying that I'm always calm when I have a you know get a surprising situation. Uh, to be honest, most of the time it's the opposite. But recently I've learned to really just let go, you know, look at the surprise, whatever situation is happening, and see how I can best approach it. And again, I usually approach everything through the light of wisdom. You know, that's when that the light kind of turns on in my mind, and I try to see how I can uh, understand the situation better through through the teachings. Because again. A lot of these things are out of our control. And it reminds me, if anything, uh, surprises remind me that life is not under my direct control. I mean, there are certain things I can control, obviously. Uh, you know, some things personally I can control, maybe even physically outside myself and mentally. But there are a million other events that I can control. You know, the weather, um a state of affairs in the world and, and all these things. So I have to realize I'm not in full control. And that's a good thing. I have to learn to just flow with these things. I have to go with it and either grow, right, grow from it, use this as, uh, as my sensei would say, as the manure that kind of, you know, helps the growth of our Dharma flower. Uh, or I can be defeated by it, you know. And uh, I think it's better to rise above and learn from it and take it, be courageous and then you look at yourself at that, you know, when you look at that situation, you say to yourself, wow, I triumphed over this. Um, I didn't let it, you know, beat me down. Instead, I accepted it. I moved on. And 
uh, I continue to live life. And it reminds me of what my dear spiritual friend and mentor would always say in situations like this. Just keep going. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was just jotting down some associations that were triggered off as I listened to the Dharma glimpse. <clears throat> he he said, surprise, you know, <laughs> just a little backstory, I guess, but uh, uh, we had scheduled another lay minister for today's uh, live Dharma Sunday Dharma glimpse, and uh, he was supposed to uh, send a recording yesterday, Saturday. Uh, and Sayo is in kind of coordinates people that are giving Dharma glimpses for live Dharma Sunday. So he was the one that was in connection with him, and, and he didn't get it. So he said, what, what are we going to do? I guess I better do one myself then. So that's why it was a surprise Dharma glimpse, <laughs> you know. Uh, Unexpected things happen, and we have to deal with them. So the scheduled person, uh, he couldn't make it, and so he had to pinch it. <laughs> Talk about hitting a curveball. Huh? Uh, and then told me he was, you know, the situation on the email. And when I went to log on to Live Down Sunday, the first screen says what today's show is about. And I don't know, I guess maybe he, I don't know who put the words in there, but the words I saw there was, look around, nature, colors, you know, it was cut off after that. That kind of floored me because if that's what he was going to talk about, you know, that was exactly what I just experienced with the lizard story. If you look around, if you take the time to observe and, you know, and nature's colors, okay, brilliant blue, okay. Um, so actually he didn't, I don't know what that, if it was a title from some show or whatever, but he didn't really talk about that aspect. I thought he was talking about, okay. Uh, but these are coincidences, uh, synchronicity, sometimes it's called. Uh, that's a it's a great thing in life, you know. Uh, and surprises are good. That's what makes. Otherwise, everything would be so predictable and boring. Uh, and when we say surprises, well, it means that. There's, everything's in constant change. Exacto mundo. You know, we don't know what's around the corner and <laughs> around the bend. And I'm, I always think about uh, a Dharma colleague who's, yeah, in one of our conversations, he was saying, this was years ago, but he said, yeah, he wants to write an article on the Buddhist, Buddhist virtues of ambiguity and uncertainty. I said, oh, how interesting, I thought to myself. Buddhist virtues of ambiguity and uncertainty. That is so counter to how most of the human 
most of the time want to control our lives and so forth. And of course, this is what really presents a lot of our suffering in life when things don't go according to the way we want or just what we expect, you know, to know what's, what's, what to expect. And uh, it's difficult for some of us to go with the flow. I don't know, you know, I don't know if that's a crazy or not. I mean, yeah, it has a good, good aspect to it, go with the flow. Uh, but there's a ironic kind of a tension there in terms of being too lackadaisical. Okay. Um, there's, there's a knack, I think, when you say accept things, let go and grow. You know, if you, you hang on to the expectation or, oh, man, I, I, I'm out of, I can't control this situation, and you, get, and you suffer because of it, then someone says, well, hey, you know, accept, transcend, <laughs> you know. Uh, but blind acceptance all the time in all situations, you know, the teachings apply only in when there's when they when they really apply, okay, in terms of your life, okay, you can't get a abstract teaching or equation or something, and uh, you know, wisdom changes, truth changes, huh? According to person, place, and time, and this is the interaction. This is the surprises that are happening all the time in life. Uh, we're, you know, things are uncertain. And that's why, that's the whole point of, say, beginner's mind versus expert's mind. The expert thinks he knows it all. He's, everything's all set. And really, that's okay. But, but when something's a little bit off, and the expert mind will see it. You know, he's all grooved in. This is how it is. And I, but some new, a little bit of surprise. The beginner's mind might notice that, whereas the expert mind will not. And so, when you're talking about a specific path, then maybe, you know, wow, this expert mind is tremendously valuable. Okay? But in life, when there's all kinds of surprises, then the beginner's mind. Takes it in. He notices it. Okay. He deals with it. Okay. And he's and it, there's no interfering mental sets or things like this. Uh, as you unpack that kind of thing, you know, you don't want to oversimplify it. Say, well, you know, you know, so forth. Like I said, whether sometimes expectations are helpful, sometimes not. Same thing. You can have a overall rule that holds for all. <laughs> so uh, that's all for the broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you.